And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Buongiorno, and welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I'm your host, Heath, and with me is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how you doing? Hmm. <laughs> it got me there, Heath. Um, should have given me a warning. <laughs> welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, everyone, where we embark... On brave new adventures, whole new worlds, mm. and yet maybe maybe familiar new worlds. You'll maybe, find out. Maybe that's right. And before we go any further, just want to shout out to Destiny Music and Rachel Stormont for the music that we are playing underneath us right now. And at the end of the episode, uh, God is indeed doing a new thing, and I still can't stop playing the song, guys. So until I can get over it, we're still playing it. Um, and make sure to check out the RMR Our Waymaker merch store where you can find merchandise like this. And why wouldn't you? Um, that is going to be shop.rmr.live. There's all kinds of new t-shirt designs. There's the mugs. There's water bottles. There's all kinds of things. Check it out. And, well, we're doing some housekeeping stuff. Why not continue? Check out rmr.live for all the latest information updates about the show. There's, of course, the contact us form. So it's feedback, uh, comments, suggestions, to be a guest, recommend a guest. Heck, we don't care if you want to contact us. Use that form. And if you need prayer, there are two ways that we would love to partner with you in prayer. The first, of course, is the prayer request form on the website. And you can also write us at prayer at rmr.live. And, of course, while you're on the website, you can check out the link tree link to all the socials and all the fun things that are out there. And if you are watching on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe. Because, again, the vast majority of our viewing audience on those platforms are not subscribers. And why would you not want to do that? Because you get notified. You get notified when we, you know, release stuff. And It's hard to commit. I know, apparently. It's just a little click, though. Like, it's not that difficult. I don't understand it. Um, and, of course, check out Facebook for additional content information that doesn't make it to the website. I know last week there was a ton of stuff uh, that was put out on Facebook, and, and so it didn't make it to the website or even the YouTube channel for some of it. So make sure to check out Facebook for additional content information. And if you like our teachings, you like what we're doing here in this ministry, and you feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website. They're going to be in the show description down below. And they are going to be popping up uh, on your screen for those that are watching. And we have another amazing show for you today. We're going to start a new series. And this one is going to be titled, and I'm so excited about this, Romans Operation Power Up. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. Because yes. if you do like what we're doing, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworker, your nana. I don't know. Because, guys, sharing is caring. And... Before we get into today's show, we do have commercials, don't we? I believe we do. Yep. Of With course. Love Custom Crafts. Oh, yes. So, Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Waymaker Ministries have partnered up. You know you know her name, Heath. Her yeah. name's Kenzie. Her name is Kenzie, and yes. And she started this company called With Love Custom Crafts. And that was just really cool. Like, when we stumbled across that, you know, we met her. Because we love doing things with love also. And, like, just like that whole... You know, lifestyle. Uh, with Love Custom Crafts is a Christian-owned small business. Uh, Kenzie's products are primarily focused towards women, but that's okay. Uh, the company tagline reads, Creating custom quality items at affordable prices, all made with love. 
And, you know, it's kind of funny that two guys are advertising for a women's company, but, <laughs> you know, that's the but, church doing stuff. So what can I say? Right. Well, but Eat if you if, if you check out if you check out with lovecustomcrafts.com, you're going to see that everything she does um, and she does have some stuff on there for guys. She does have some stuff for the holidays and teacher appreciation right. and all the ribbon campaigns, all the things. Um, and, and this is really something that um, she started to kind of, you know, get out of some stress and anxiety in her life. And and just, to, you know, doing these things was a, a way for her to overcome all that and turn it into a business because her husband believed in her to do it. So like yeah you, you want to check it out and support you know support small businesses these days support um you know people that have um, christian values and beliefs and, and kenzie checks all those boxes um she's a her husband's in the military so like again if you want to support a veteran-owned business okay there you go right um there's all kinds of checks we just checked for you by uh you know us partnering with with love custom crafts uh, and right. kenzie and and actually kenzie does um you know our our merch again i can't get it on the camera there you go there we go our tumblr you know kenzie kenzie does those as well so she's handling a, a vast majority of our merchandise for us as well so it's it's not just we're we're promoting kenzie but we're also promoting right. you know our merch as well through this one commercial because kenzie does it all for us and we love her for that so right and you know we could follow in suit of kenzie's husband and you know check out the items you know if you got a you know, teacher stuff, school stuff going on in your kids' lives, and you could help out your wife by ordering some things from Kenzie's shop. It sounds like they have some items for, for when your kids are young and in school. So I don't know. Well, yeah, Maybe yeah. There's be a creative husband and get creative for your wife. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and while you're doing great things for your wife and around the house, you should check out Bytech. Ooh. Because we have been partnered with them for a while, and. Um, you guys, you guys know this by now, or you should. Um, the buy tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a profile for you and your pet. And the amazing thing, and I'm actually just going to, we normally do a whole thing when we do this commercial, but they just came out this last week with a new updated customizable bite tag. So instead of the bite tag logo, which I'll have up on the screen, you can now have your pet's name and phone number right there on the tag without having to scan it. Um, but the scanning option allows uh, notification for you as the pet's owner so that you know where your pet's at. It's GPS located and all that kind of stuff. So you can now customize your bite tag. And if you don't like the jingle and the jingle of a dog tag, you can also get the new bite tag. Well, it's not new. It's been out for a couple months now. But the bite tag slide, which actually slides right onto your pet's collar. Uh, same scanning capability, same stuff. Uh, but again, less snaggable and a little more quiet if you're not, uh, not digging the noise there. And guys, the best part about all this is they're running a sale right now too. But you can use discount code rmrr15 that code again is rmrr15 and you're going to get a 15% discount off the purchase price for your buy tag so you can totally get one for every pet every kid you know your 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 mom's pets like just bite tag it up uh, because again this there's no subscription fees no annual fees no nothing for it they're 100% respecting of your privacy and um you know why would you not want such a product for your for your pet i mean come on it's an upgrade yeah totally guys redemption squad zach and melissa do big things <laughs> uh with little 
frankly. True. Uh, and but they also like have really cool resources, so they can they actually do some things with what they do get, and that's pretty much the coolest thing to watch them do. But recently, wait, mm, did they just have that event? They did Canyon just City? have that event in Canyon City. They just had on a the big second, bash yeah. in Canyon City. It was an evangelism thing. It was an outreach thing. It was a ministry thing. It was a concert thing, and they had a party in Canyon City. Uh, for Jesus, and I'm going to be honest. We do indeed go to different churches now than Zach and Melissa. So it is not always as easy to give you all the cool updates, but we're going to look into that. We're, we're gonna, I'm going to reach out to Zach and see uh, how it went, and we're going to report next to you. Next time yeah. to you guys. Well, typically Zach's, show, so. Zach's pretty quick about turning around with email updates for those that, you know, support the Redemption Squad ministry right. and, and whatnot. But there has not been an update, and that's why we don't have one. Unfortunately, we all um, here at the show had other things going on that day, so we weren't able to be in Canyon City. But I know from the Facebook posts and even some of the folks I've talked to, um, it was an amazing event. Like, you know, like Michael said, there was food, there was music, there were baptisms, there was salvations, there was all kinds of stuff going on. And it was an amazing, amazing Saturday. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the recap email just so we can kind of get a better idea from Zach and Melissa um, what happened and, and how, how they really felt about everything that was going on. Because that's the other nice thing when we get these emails from Zach, like there is that personal touch and he does share, you know, from his heart, uh, what's going on in the ministry and how, how these events are impacting others and how it's impacting him to be the one leading um, this organization in these events. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that breakdown email just to kind of uh, have that share of, of his side of, of everything I saw online about that event in Canyon City. Yeah, and I mean, while you venture down to things like that in Canyon City, or if you had, and then also if you want to venture, guys, we're going to be venturing and having an adventure into the Book of Romans. I recommend switching up shoes. Right. I mean, hey, sometimes our feet get corny. <laughs> and yes, and you yes, just they do. need new shoes. You do. And and maybe <laughs> maybe some sandpaper, but you need new shoes. And so um sandpaper. <laughs> We're sorry, Sean and Amy. We really try. So, we really do. <laughs> so why don't you make it a loving occasion and hop on over mm. uh, into Valentine Comfort Shoes, where it is a comfortable shoe. Uh, I mean, you guys know how to do a Valentine Comfort Shoe commercial by now. Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like an Anchorman when he's like yeah. his own. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turns facing right. That was great. Speak to co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clap hands. Spin around. That's right. So, Valentine cover shoes where your feet and your soul and your soul find relief. Yeah. Um, go get some prayer from Sean and Amy if you're in the area. And remember, guys, they are highly recommended across the state of Colorado uh, for your pain in your back, your knees, your ankles, your feet. Um, they can do custom yes. things that a lot of places can't. So, again, stop by Valentine Comfort Shoes. See Sean and Amy. Get some prayer for your soul 
and get some comfort for the soles of your feet. All right. <laughs> we, we, we really try. We really do. Um, sometimes you guys get gold and others you get, well, we're sorry. Um, anyway. We, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm, not, this I'm, not either, I'm not either. In reality, I just... Uh, <laughs> Because you either you either love us at this point or you don't, and I'm not going to yeah. apologize for that either. So we have been just caught up, um, really doing a, a, a dive, and a, yes, transition, mm-hmm. blink, 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 transitioning now. Um, oh, the, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna transition into the show here. Let me we're put gonna, these show notes aside. Yeah, would you? Since we're we transitioning. Yeah, we don't need those. Um, okay. Yeah, we we have spent some time since the Jude series going through um, this this new series here, and and honestly, uh, it, well, I think on one hand it was a surprise, on the other hand it wasn't that that the Lord was really like, hey, you guys need to do um, a, a discipleship study, kind of like you did with Jude in Romans. Um, we know this is a huge undertaking. We know that Romans is probably one of the meatiest books there is. Like there is such a yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, there is such a, a difference in tone and weightiness and heaviness in Paul's words from like if you go and read, um, well, anything that Paul wrote and, and you compare it to this, there, there's no comparison there. This is such a heavy, a heavy book. And so we have really taken some time to go through and and try to prepare as, as the Lord instructed us to to get uh, ready to dive into the book of Romans and. Yeah, you know, we 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 we've joked um for the last couple of weeks really about the fact that, you know, uh what what famous, you know, Italian do we all know and love and and of course that's <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be making some appearances throughout this series um and he should as, as he should um and, and so for those that were paying attention when they started the show that'll be on the the logo for the the start of the show so if you didn't catch that you know maybe pause and look at the logo a little closer because i'm not going to spoil did. i'm not going to spoil it on a journey on a 2d journey mm. you know through the timeline this the script the text of romans right better partner right of 2d expor- exploration can you come up with a super brother? Yes. You yes. know, and we do this Christian walk together with other super brothers and sisters, and um, we all level up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Indeed. Yeah, we do. And, you know, we may not indulge in mushrooms as much as some brothers do but we do search hard for hidden mana yes and so it was actually kind of hilarious though heath when we were (laughs) well how how do you not only go through romans but then how do you make it your own sound because you know we're not claiming to be theologians um but we do love listening to God, you know, and obeying God. And, you know, how are we going to put our, we, we make jokes. Obviously you guys know that we crack jokes and have fun. And so how would we just have fun teaching Romans? Well, you need a famous Italian. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah. 
and it, and it's not in this case Jada De Laurentiis. So it is actually <laughs> much more or Mario Lopez. Oh wait, he's not Italian. Okay, Southern California is not quite um, Italian, but it's close. Um, There's a lot of Italians living there. I think. I I would think. I would think. Yeah. The Godfather was filmed there, so that has to count for something. <laughs> right. Oh, in Italy too. Never mind. <laughs> so I guess maybe I'll uh, in post I'll add a little something right here. It's me, Mario. Just so we can jump into <laughs> jump in to Romans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we? Because. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that's correct. It is the Book of Romans accompanied with maybe sound effects and images that you're already familiar with from a super certain video game. So, let's have fun. Let's yes. have fun. Let's learn together. Let's uh, let's associate let's. words and phrases and sounds that you probably never thought you would see together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And remember, all of the hate and love mail can be sent to hello at rmrr.live. <laughs> I haven't looked at my email once, Heath. I'm sorry. I know. And that's okay. We're perfectly fine with that. All right. Well, guys, jumping right in. Um, we, like I said, if this is um, not an easy book to kind of to kind of even begin to um, just parse out because again, it's, it's such a different tone, a different flavor to everything that Paul's done. And we really want to try to do, um, you know, the similar style because that's, that's what the Holy Spirit said. We needed to do something very similar to what we did in Jude. So again, going line by line, um, you know, verse by verse and, and really just kind of parsing out what, what is being revealed to us there. Uh, maybe connections that, um, you know, we're seeing elsewhere in the Bible and, and kind of doing some word studies and some other things kind of like we did in Jude. And so, um, this series, we're not expecting to be a short one by any stretch of the, the, the imagination um there's a lot to it so i guess michael with that why don't we uh why don't we dive in yeah a quick word of prayer lord we um lift this up to you and your glory uh thank you for the opportunity to be um extensive and honest um with 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 the heavy weight of Romans, Lord, um, thank you, Lord, that this video is an intro. Right. And uh, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. and I also wanted to bring in Heath that <clears throat> this is the intro to Romans. We're going to get into a little bit of the text. Um, but in our, in how we got into Romans, we had been really studying in Galatians in our PGP group, our prophetic gathering place group. Uh, we had been seeing some really interesting connection points. We saw the connection between John the Revelator and Paul the Apostle. So John the Apostle, Paul the Apostle. And the one word that connects them and their experiences with God is the word uh, 
apocalypsis, which means revelation. And the study was showing us, and the Holy Spirit was showing us, that Romans is equivalent to Revelation. Here's why. Both books are from major encounters with the person of Jesus himself. And, and Paul is clear about that in Galatians chapter 1. I'm going to call it verse 12, 13 area right in there. And also Paul is, uh, Paul is clear that he had multiple encounters with Jesus Messiah himself after the resurrection in person, in the flesh, in magnificent encounter with God himself, God teaching him the gospel personally. And then you have, the other apocalypsis, the other revelation, same word, maybe maybe uh, a very similar powerful encounter, but with end time studies with John. So John has a powerful encounter with Jesus himself on Patmos. And so John's message that he writes down is different. But I want to bring a new idea to help us even frame how powerful Romans is, especially for the season that we're in. So I'll just touch on how powerful it is, the equivalency that I believe the Holy Spirit was showing us between these two books, Romans and Revelation. Romans is a multifaceted understanding and breakdown of the revelation of the gospel. And uh, Heath, if you can help me with maybe even wording that just one more way, if we could say Romans is the apocalypsis, the revelation of Jesus, the revelation of the gospel to, to Paul and what he, his, it's Paul's fullness. It's his magnus opus. Um, Heath, you you want to comment on that before I equivocate to Revelation? <laughs> yeah, no, I um, yeah, I don't know that I could say anything that you said with any any kind of a difference or or, or better understanding because you know as I was kind of leading up into this into my own introduction here to kind of get us into this that that this is such a heavy work and this is probably Paul's biggest undertaking, you know, and and while you you see things with paul where you know he had this revelation of this encounter with jesus and it is galatians 1:12 where he received it through direct revelation of jesus so jesus appeared to paul paul had this whole shift in his life and and paul goes out doing what paul does and he's not afraid to call people out on their stuff he's not afraid to um, even he's unashamed of the gospel. Yeah, and he's he's Romans one sixteen. Well, and and even to you know as we we studied in Galatians that you know he's definitely not afraid to stand up to some of the other apostles and call them out on their stuff because he definitely does that with Peter. You right. Know? And and he he definitely has like if you read his other letters, 
Um, you know, there's always a great, you know, loving, it's like a, a, a great sandwich letter. Like there's always a great opening that's full of love and blessings and whatever. And then there's kind of this whole middle smackdown section and then a nice little positive wrap up at the end. And all of them have that flavor, but then you get into Romans and it is like nothing else that you've read from Paul. It is so different. The tone is different. The, 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 word choices used is is heavier and meatier and fuller than than his other letters and his other works and so this really is kind of the you know while i guess we've we've talked before maybe offline about galatians being the romans light for paul like romans is the the massive um you know piece de resistance work for him that just is the culmination of everything that he's experienced and, and coming from, um, I think a more seasoned place for Paul, um, a more experienced place to where he's, um, got a different, a different light to his message and a different tone. And, and so, yeah, there it's, it's, it's interesting how, um, his encounter with Jesus took him to this place down this road and everything culminates in this whole, Romans um, compilation. So then we can equivocate the. Uh, there's a um, in Revelation it, it declares something very unique about itself that if you read this book it has its own special blessing. So not only are you saved and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're going through life and the blessing of reading the scriptures and all scriptures are you know suitable for teaching and a, and and reproving and all these things. There's that. But then Revelation says, here's an additional blessing. If you read this book, you're just going to be flat out blessed. <laughs> There's a reading Revelation blessing in Revelation. Okay. And and people, you guys have experienced, those who love the book of Revelation have experienced that blessing. So really, you can say that about Romans. If you, and I want to bring this to this season. So the Lord was very clear with us to bring this to our audience because in this season, right now, where we are in, it is crucial that we re-soak in Romans because we need to be armored up. That's not even it. it. We need a better wielding of the sword of the spirit, a better rightly dividing. It needs to be better in this season. It needs to be able to break down the fullness of the gospel. We also need to be unashamed of the gospel in a whole new way in this season and come and get equipped with us. Come in on this journey with me, Heath, Mario. Okay. Exactly. Come and get equipped with us because, because we let's, let's open our eyes to what's going on in these times and in these seasons. And for this season to be prepared, especially if you're discipling somebody, especially if you're in leadership, soak in Romans again and, and be ready uh, swords drawn most of the time. I, I haven't had many times where I'm not, me and Heath aren't talking about swords drawn moment, not to just, you know, bludgeon people with the word of God, but swords drawn moment and ready to move and act and how Holy Spirit uh, would have us intervene maybe, well, or maybe just say something. But it, it the preparedness is, we. this is a season of extra preparedness, re-soaking in Rama and Logos word um, combined uh, preparedness in, in the word of God. So 
Keith, I think with that, are you having any more thoughts on that? I just, I just have one, one thought. As you were talking there, the Holy Spirit was showing me something new that I hadn't even realized. But uh, in, in looking back, if you've been with us from the beginning and you actually have watched things that we've put out in order, it's all been building to this. That this yeah. is we've we've laid <laughs> we've laid groundwork for um the shift that God is doing. If you look at um you know the the fivefold, you look at the seven mountains, you look at the study in Jude, you look at the you know the discussions we had on discipleship and healing and all these things. Like we've been laying a, a groundwork, and it's definitely not a, a traditional groundwork that you would have gotten somewhere else, but. Um, he was showing me kind of how we've started from the beginning. Um, and, and of course, our first episode titled In the Beginning, you know, kind of giving our start to things and then building from that all the way up to this moment now here in Revelation. Or it, it, well, it, this is a revelation moment for me, but yeah, in Romans, there you, go. Keep going. In Romans um, you know, to, to have this... Um, because we've 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 been hearing as as we started preparing this that not only is there a, a, a leveling up for us, but there's a leveling up that others are going to get out of this teaching. And so it's kind of a as Michael was saying, it's a crucial a, a study for us to be doing now in this time for this season. But yet everything that this broadcast ministry has done to date has been building up to this point. And yeah, and it has been rocky, like a Rocky Mountain Revival radio <laughs> asphalt job. You yeah. know, if if you're familiar with the Front Range, you're familiar with all the hills, <laughs> right? So that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Paul, that is the first word. Paul, as as it sometimes is with Paul, right? <laughs> Paul, a bond servant. Let's check out the word bonds, bond servant. Uh, glasses are going to need to be a needed part of the study. Dulos. Dulos. A slave. Whether you're willing or unwilling uh, slave. Um, that This was just the word for slave. Uh, bond servant means slave. Uh, if you have anything on that, Paul, a slave. Um unwillingly or willingly yeah no i that speaks to something about a story even that word there right well and and i think you know i the the first time i actually heard that word outside of you know the times i've read romans um i actually had that a similar word given to me that i was a, a bond servant to the lord and and so to to actually have an understanding of what that means and what that is was kind of a whole new thing in my life. So I was like, really, what is that? What's even that all about? Um, but, you know, I think you look at anybody who's been called um, to do anything for the Lord that you really are in, in, F, in essence, a, you know, and, and slave has such a negative connotation to it, but the reality is you really are kind of, tied to him in such a way that there really is no other word I think that you could replace it with um, that uh, you, you're doing you know if you're walking in obedience with him then you're doing what he's asking you to do you're giving up the things that he's asking you to give up you're you're separating yourself from the things he's asking you to separate yourself from and so you you are um, 
definitely giving yourself to to him in a whole nother way for for his service for his glory his edification so that's uh yeah definitely you're you're if you're in ministry so, you're you're a bond servant you know yeah well sometimes because I, I would say I would say that a lot of people in ministry are wrestling with that and and may not be a bond bond servant bond servant has a tradition that word has a tradition and not only is it we mean slave but uh, in Jewish culture, if if you had a servitude of being a uh, servant or slave to a family and you ended up loving them and they were taking care of your needs and you enjoyed, you know, life with this family and doing the daily projects on the property or whatever, uh, and they fed you and all these things. But you ended up loving, you know, the people you, you were a slave to. You could become a bond servant, a bond slave. And that was that was an, um, of your own uh, choice because there would be a time where they would let you go if they were following the uh, Jewish law. And um, not saying that always happened, but you could choose at a certain point in your servitude to them to become part of the family, essentially a bond servant. And they would gouge out a chunk of your ear on a certain post. Forget which post, but I don't think that's important. I think what is important is it is a choice to continue serving because of your awareness of the love that this family would have for you and you would have for them. It becomes a choice covenant type idea, choice contract type idea. And so, but what's what's funny is this word doulos, it speaks to that word slave, whether willingly or unwillingly slave. And so at, to the start, you know, Paul was knocked off his uh, mule, his donkey, whatever it was, on the road to Damascus. And he was unwilling. Um, he did not, he had a choosing acknowledgement um, type thing in his first encounter with the risen Lord and Savior. But... He was on his way to do some more stuff, to do some more murderous things or, uh, yeah, persecute, persecution type things to church, right? <clears throat> so, so at first he was unwilling and, and then he meets God himself. And then, and then through his testimony, his story, which is recorded, uh, he becomes willing. He becomes a bond servant. He becomes to the place in this book of Romans where he says, Paul, a bond servant. Um, which the re reason why I laid all that out, you know, maybe for some of us that might be elementary, but the reason why I lay all this out is, hey, whether you come to Jesus where he, where you feel like you didn't have a choice, but you understand we love him because he first loved, loved us. So whether you come, whether your testimony says something like, Jesus just flat out stopped me. He just flat out encountered me. I had to choose him. Uh, I, I've had this radical conversion and he just flat out stopped me on the road. And I, I, I just followed him right then and there. Or you have a, you know, a confession, a, a testimony of, I chose God. Uh, he presented himself to me over these series of things, but I chose God. 
But it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You're either going to be a bond slave willingly or unwillingly. And Jesus says himself, one day, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that I'm Lord. So that's the that's one of the the end and and the very end things that happen is everything everyone is going to bow their knee whether willingly or unwillingly and so you want to be a willing bond servant you want right. you want that uh, no matter how it starts no matter how your testimony starts um, and it's been a hilarious teeth I mean we kind of come from uh, opposing traditions <laughs> right we kind of were raised in opposing traditions. Uh, one of our traditions said, hey, you know, you can't choose God. God chooses you. Or, hey, freedom of will, you you choose God. He's always been there. You choose God. So, and both are right. Both are biblical. <laughs> like, right. Both happen all over the Bible. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Bible talks about both. Both are biblical. Uh, there's no one. There's no one sided. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, 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 white out or 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 black out chunks of the Bible? No, let's not cap off God's revelation to us. Let's not cap off the ministry of Jesus. Let's let Him be Him. Let's let the Bible be its living self, and let's let God be God, and let's continue in Romans, Heath. Right. Uh, verse one, Paul, a bond servant of Christ, Jesus called as an apostle. Heath, let's look at the word apostle, man. Um, apostolos or apostolos or something like that. Um, very it's all Greek choice. To me. It's all Greek to me. Yeah. Well, it's all Italian to me. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, I do look forward when we do visit as a family. I do look forward to uh, see, hopefully seeing some Pauline sites in Italy. I do look forward to that. Yeah. But, so, because, you know, when the Bible comes alive, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yes. So, some choice um, selections here. Um, uh, certain meanings throughout the Bible of Apostolos and also root meanings for ancient Greek is delegate, ambassador, commissioner. Okay. Um, when I think of a delegate, I think of one who represents in a governing body or maybe like a, uh, like a Congress or a Senate or maybe some, I don't know, like the UN, UN have delegates, but you know, whatever about them. Uh, ambassador, an ambassador, right? So if you're an ambassador, you're representing an entire country. Right. Um, if you're a commissioner, man, Heath, can you help me with commissioner? I mean, what do you, what do you think in, in context of Paul and apostle, what, what does commissioner bring up to you? Well, commissioner to me is some uh, immediately i was thinking like okay like your police chief or your you know some kind of person with authority um you know it's been clearly given to that person to to handle some function um and and it kind of authority depends. over ones with authority yeah basically 
Um, yeah. because yeah, if, if you're thinking about like a commissioner, like I said, the first thing that came to mind for me was a police commissioner. And so you look at what their job is. They're like the, the head, the head cop in that area. And so they've got authority over the people who have authority to enforce the law, whatever. And so, yeah, that's an interesting, um, I don't think I've actually heard commissioner attributed to, mm -hmm. uh, to this before. So this is a new, a new take for me too. Well, and so also what's funny is. Um, a further uh, biblical summation in this definition here. Uh, by the way, if y'all want to look up and follow along with us, this is Strong's number 652. So you can look up what I was researching here. Um, anyway, messenger, right? But it's a messenger that God sends out, kind of like a prophet, so that they have like some similarities, apostle and prophet. But it's a messenger that God sends out specifically with that badge, with that authority. And what that looks like is supernatural power. We're like talking about obvious, just this guy just has more power. It's just clear. He's just clearly the spiritual elder. It's just obvious. It's just clearly this man is the elder in the room. And it, did not it does not depend on age it depends on power what do you think about that i like that actually yeah let's just make this <laughs> and honestly guys here's another thing too um you want a pastor or an evangelist or a teacher or a prophet with immediate power you want to experience the power of god under the ministry that this servant of God is supposedly ministering, administering. And um, they need to be the elder in the room. They just need to be. Um, now, there could be other elders in the room, right? That's a balanced operation in the church. But um, this apostolic word is clear. This is, this is one of God, sent by God, with power. That fair? That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Paul, a bond servant of Christ, Jesus called as an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. By the way, if you guys were, we're still in the NASB uh, version right. of the Bible. So I don't know if that'll help our new King James friends or NIV friends or our new living translation friends. Um, I'll continue to use that as our source text, but feel free to read along with whatever you have. Um, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart. Keith, let's look at set apart. When you think of set apart, uh, what are some of the scriptures or themes or principles out of the Bible that come to you? Well, I, I immediately was thinking of, you know, back in the Old Testament where they were, were setting apart the, the pure lamb or the pure thing from their, their crop, their flock, their whatever to offer up, you know? Um, and so I was, I was immediately just right there. Like that's, you set those things apart. Um, and, and even um, bringing that into like the, the tithing aspect of life, like you set apart, you know, the, your, your 10% of your income to tithe. Um, and so it's, I, I was immediately seeing several like set apart examples in the Bible. Yeah. You set apart your first son, the first, the first born you, 
you set apart the first fruits. Um, yeah, those are all great examples. Um, uh, I'm looking at Strong's number 873, Afridzo, maybe. It's all great to me, so I'm trying my best. <laughs> Afridzo. Um, it means set apart, separate. It means to even exclude. Um, it means to appoint. So, and, and so that, that comes with maybe some more uh, dignified godly language instead of maybe exclude. But yeah, no, it, it means literally um, to a point with um, set apart divine holy purposes. Um, I'm fine with that. Let's move on. Yeah. Verse two, guys. Verse two. Woo-hoo. Which, yeah. which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy scriptures. I read the whole, I heard the whole verse for us. Um, Cause obviously Paul is in a, in a rich introduction, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy scriptures. So promise beforehand. Now this is an amazing phrase. This is the singular, rare, one-time phrase this is used in the New Testament. Promised beforehand. Um, what's, what's actually kind of funny, Heath, is when you look at a lot of the you know, New Testament Greek you know, concordance or lexicon or whatever, um, a lot of these words belong to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true because, you know, a lot of the New Testament is written by Paul. But um, so thank God he had the background in which he had and, and God supercharged his life. Uh, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So promise beforehand. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this word for you guys. Uh, but if you want to look it up yourselves. It is number 4279 in the Strong's Concordance. 4279, promise beforehand. And you can try and pronounce that yourselves. Um, but what's so amazing, it, one, it's rare, right? It's a rare word, promise beforehand. It's the only time it's used in the Bible. And it's a clear statement of the ministry of others before Paul right? The prophets, right? In the Holy Scriptures. So Paul's ministry is not built on nothing. Jesus's coming, his first coming is not built on nothing. God's chosen mouthpieces have been talking about this, laying the foundation, um, and, and their ministries were from the scriptures too, by the way. Um, there's a reason why we have a whole long list of uh, major and minor prophets in our Bibles today. Uh, you cannot escape the fulfilled prophecies in them already. And you cannot escape the ones that, uh, whether these prophets knew each other at times or didn't know each other at times, um, they talk about some things and they, a lot of these things line up. Right. And so it's a, it's an elaborate 
commercial level concrete foundation. <laughs> okay. It's 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 high pressure. It's high pressure, man. Um, let's talk about concrete foundations. Okay. For a residential foundation, concrete is a certain pressure. It's a certain, it has a certain ability to hold up the foundation itself and the house. Right. Okay. But if you do concrete for a skyscraper, well, that's different. That's some, that's some more viscous stuff. Right. Heath? Yeah. Okay. Not- so, so I would say the profits is an expert commercial skyscraper type foundation right for for others like jesus and paul to ascend into god into spiritual ministry through the scriptures well and and just as an aside into into tacking on to what you're saying there you know this this whole reference of promise beforehand through prophets like if you think about it and maybe you don't know like this was being talked about, Jesus coming was being talked about 400 years before he was born. And even earlier than that, you know, even Moses referenced, there's going to be another one coming, um, you know, and so way, way, way back, you know, the, it was talked about in the Bible referencing that Jesus was going to come and there were promises made by God, this was going to happen. And so like, this is one mm-hmm. time where I think Paul like didn't actually like give some examples because it, you know, it, it, we we've seen before where he'll give a, a much bigger, ex- you know, like, like here and like here, and like here, he'll kind of like, you know, just quote off, Hey, here's a couple references just in case you didn't know. And this is one time yeah. where like he drops a line like that, but then didn't like, you know, well, and what's funny about him dropping the prophet line is he's like, just go read the, go grab a scroll. That's what I'm talking right. about. You know? Yeah. Um, and when, when it's, the Lord was just showing me this when people in the Bible, when they refer to the law and the prophets, they're talking about the rebar and the cement of the foundation of a move of God uh, from his people. Right. Even Jesus. So I, I, I just, uh, the richness in that is great. And, um, and it's, it's so needs to be said. Okay. Heath, any more before we go on to the next one? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Which he promised beforehand, promised beforehand through his prophets. The next word is prophets. Strong's number 4366. So I'm going to just, yes. I got a different. Do your homework along with us. I got a different word for that, actually. I got got Strong's 4396, not 66. Oh, that's actually what I mean to say. 4396. See? All right. Look at that. So, um, yes. Okay. I have, I'm going to just kind of go through some of my notes here. Um, We're going to kind of talk about this word prophet uh, in the Holy Scriptures. So prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's interesting. Very interesting. Through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Let's talk about prophets. So a foreteller to tell beforehand an inspired, an inspired speaker. So I'm going to, we're going to kind of just touch on some of all the dynamics of what a prophet actually is. I think this is interesting too, especially in our day when, when there's so many pastors around and no one wants to, no one willingly 
uh, is forthright with the scriptures and honest with the scriptures when they talk about uh, what they're actually doing from and forth the scriptures because, uh, but it's just scriptures. That's just it. Like, so if you're an inspired speaker, that's a trait of a prophet. Um, it's just, it's not a title. It's not a glorious title. In fact, it's a title that could kill you. Uh, so careful, but an inspired speaker of God from God is a trait of a prophet. Just, just think of that phrase, inspired speaker. We're not telling the future. We're just a very inspired speaker. That is a trait of a prophet. So let's let's itemize that. Okay, that's a trait of prophet. Cool. Here's another trait of prophet. A foreteller. Okay, that's more obvious. Foreteller, not fortune teller. A foreteller. Okay. To tell beforehand. To tell beforehand. Um, and, and, and what's so great about a servant of the Lord is you're subject to the Lord, not, not uh, subject to the person uh, asking of the Lord. However, God is good. And so if a person does ask of a prophet, that prophet can receive a word for that person. Um, it kind of just, it kind of just depends on God's mind about them, his will for them, uh, where they're at. It, it's very interesting and it, it's really for the prophet to discern, um, and be a good minister of what the Lord would have him do or her do at that point. So, um, so that would be more on the prophet <laughs> if, if the right. prophet's office is being tugged on, you know, Hey, I need to. Uh, there's lots of scriptures showing though, that if someone's asking for something, they're going to get it like seek, you'll find knock the door will be open to you. Uh, if, if a, if a, if an evil judge and a, and a, and a, and a, a needing woman of justice is constantly going to that judge, that, that bad judge, and he yields because of her consistency, this woman will not leave me alone. I need to give her justice. How much more will my father, <laughs> Will our father, you know, give if you are consistent in asking, right? So there's a lot of things that if you're Christ-like, if you know the spirit that you are of, as Jesus said, when John and James wanted to call down thunder, not thunder, they they were the sons of thunder. They wanted to call down fire. And Jesus says, you do not know the spirit you are of. So let's be aware of the spirit that as ministers you are of. And, and God is a giving God. And so if someone's asking of you to seek the Lord and, and you're a minister, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a prophet, a, an apostle, you should be uh, very aware of God's character for that person. So let's be benevolent. <laughs> let's be, <laughs> let's be vanilla, benevol, benevolent. <laughs> you no. Know. Vanilla elephant? Benevolent. <laughs> nope. Vanilla. Oh. Phenomenon. Where are we going with this, Heath? I don't know.
Let's be good givers like Jesus. Benevolent. There we go. Let's be benevolent. Okay. Okay, so a foreteller to tell beforehand. Um, so we got inspired speaker, a foreteller, uh, class of instructors. So a prophet is also a class, a certain type of instructor or teacher or preacher. So a preacher can have a very prophetic message and it can sound a certain tone, a prophetic tone. A teacher can teach prophetically. It's a certain tone. It's, um, Keith, I know you have something on that. Can you help me explain <laughs> what a prophetic teacher sounds like compared to someone who is not teaching prophetically? But maybe, and I'm going to add to this conversation, maybe from the source text, they're just they're just kind of punching from the source text. Uh, you have any ideas, comments on that? Well, um, yeah, but let I. Mm. So, you know, you you say prophetic teacher, and and to me, there there's a different kind of flow and movement there, where you're um, really receiving and connecting with the Holy Spirit, and and kind of moving in the direction He wants you to move, and and being able to speak um, what He's got in that moment, and knowing. Um, you know, maybe maybe details about your audience and who you're actually speaking to, and and the the things that are going to be said, they're going to have a greater impact to that audience than if you just got up and gave a a kind of a generic, you know, planned uh, teaching. The the prophetic part is going to give you a little more insight to you know, hey, you're going to know that your audience is receiving what's being said. You're going to know uh, maybe there's some some things that are hindering the the flow of the words that you're teaching uh, that are going on in the room in the spirit. Um, you're going to have a little more awareness from, from that, uh, from the microphone of what's going on. And, and it's going to be a different, a different look and a different feel. It's not going to feel so rehearsed or so, you know, scripted. Um, there's going to be a little more, well, actually, there's going to be a lot more room for the Holy Spirit to move and to, to guide you through. And the reality is, the reality is, that is oftentimes what you're getting here uh, in this ministry. Uh, we are definitely allowing the, yes, us. Uh, we we allow, and and actually during our, our, our prayer, we, we do a prayer every time before we, we start to record, before the lights come on, the record light comes on, where we, we invite the Holy Spirit in. We invite the Holy Spirit to speak through us um, so that we are open to things and, and we've talked about it before if you guys have been with us for a while that you know we'll be we'll be on something all of a sudden the holy spirit will segue us into something else and it's a totally needed thing in that moment um and it definitely wasn't part of our show notes or part of our planning but the holy spirit led us there and we'll just follow along with it because we're we're submitting to his will and what he wants done in in these broadcasts like right now like right now 
And, and so um, we have that that flavor um, when it comes to how we teach and how we present material. We are very open to the Holy Spirit. And, and even as you've watched both on Waymaker and on Rocky Mountain Five Radio that, you know, we will get in the middle of a broadcast, we'll get a prophetic word about a listener, um, you know, that's that's listening to the show at some point. And, and there, you know, there's something that the Lord wants to say to them. And so it, it's a very different style, a very different different presentation, a very different feel when you're listening to a, a teacher who is plugged in prophetically versus one who is not. And, and it's nothing, there's nothing negative against one who's not, but, but I personally feel for me, and, and I can speak for me in this instance, that, that I, I would rather have somebody that's teaching prophetically because you're going to get a, a richer, fuller, word that you might need right then in that teaching because it's being guided and directed by the Holy Spirit. So for me, I want that and I want that for our listeners, which is why we engage in that here at Rocky Mountain Vive Radio. Yeah, and the uh, scripture that really comes to mind is when the people are like exclaiming, they're amazed at Jesus' teachings and they say he teaches like one with authority, but they don't say like one with authority. They're saying he teaches with authority. And they're saying this because it's so different than the Pharisees taught. Right. Um, the Pharisees were iffier and postulated more. Um, they were teaching from a religion Um without knowing the God they claim they served. And so Jesus is like owning what he says and it's power what he says and there's miracles with what he says. And, and he also claims he's doing everything and saying everything that the father shows him and tells him to say. Right. So like there's this whole intimacy, there's this whole oneness thing going on. And so you can't deny the authority. And so, Part of receiving our prophet and get, and receiving a prophet's reward is is a, an increase in intimacy, and it's supposed to be like that. And also, the apostles carry this too when they're really um, bringing instruction and 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 really helping a body, and they're in and they're ministering in that certain body, uh, whether it's their own home based body or they're out in another section of uh, of the church that they're over. Um, they're bringing like molten hot authoritative revelation, uh, all from the scriptures, nothing new outside of the, the, um, the expansive totality of scriptures. So, um, yeah, I think we covered that, that <laughs> we're, we're looking to partner with Jesus in his authority. Um, right. So if that's prophetic or that's profound in any way, we're we're just really following the GPS here. It's a, it's a little secret. We <laughs> just follow instructions. <laughs> right. So we try really hard to do that. So and God knows this. God knows this. So um, so foreteller to tell beforehand. Uh, these are we're still on uh, that word prophets. Uh, Strong's number. 4396 in verse 2, prophets. We're still just kind of reminding ourselves some of the things that prophets may look like or sound like 
a foreteller to tell beforehand, an inspired, inspired speaker, a class of instructors or teachers or preachers. Now, I love this trait because I love doing this. Um, when I teach, I love just the effort and the push to enlighten the hearers. So a prophet is really emphasizing enlightenment, a, a higher knowledge, a higher feeling from within the same material the teacher or the or the preacher would be in. So they're they're wanting to show off uh, more. They're just they're just given more at times, guys. I I don't the apostles and the prophets at times they are just given more, and that's okay because they need to be able to teach it. A prophet worth his salt. And this is more of my catchphrase, and something my mentor bat would back too. Roger Emmerich would definitely back this. We've talked about this. A prophet worth his salt. Um, is one who can teach what they just said. You know, the principle in the Bible is clear, right? If you have an unknown tongue, you have a revelation, you have a mystery, you preach it, you, you try and teach it, you may not be reaching all the audience, so you need an interpreter. So a prophet worth his salt, when they're bringing a revelation, like, you know, you want to bring enlightenment, you're going to bring a revelation, okay, well, you also need to be able to teach that. You need a line by line from the scriptures reinforce that thing. And, and, if it's true prophecy, it should be easy to, I mean, it should be in there. <laughs> right. We only prophesy from scriptures. We don't prophesy uh, extra scriptures, uh, not extra, outside of scriptures. Let's just right. be clear. Um, so I love pushing enlightenment. You know, there was a really cool age that we learned about in history class, the age of the enlightenment. Mm. And lots of amazing things happened in that time. Hard things, but amazing things. You know, different understanding, understandings in science and art were happening in the age of the Enlightenment. So, as coming out of the Dark Ages. You know, prophets want to bring people out of the Dark Ages. There you go. Okay. I like that. To enlighten the hearers. To enlighten the hearers. Okay, so when and, and they do reveal future events, yes, that is part of the job sometimes, not all the time. Or and this is this is for our times, Heath. I love this uh, uh role of the prophet uh that Paul stacks on. Remember, we're talking about Paul's stacking stance and his uh, uh teachings and, and epistle in authority here. So he's stacking on the works of the foundational works of the prophets that we're talking about the gospel. But one thing that what, what a prophet does, Old and New Testament, is they are to reveal the mind of this Holy Spirit, the mind of Holy Spirit himself. So they are concerned with imparting that an awareness of God's mind, his thoughts the intimacy of the inner workings of the Trinity man, the inner workings of the mind of Christ. That's what they would, they would, if you can step into that and be aware that it is Jesus speaking, that it is his thoughts that you just heard, uh, uh, that you are hearing an, an inner dialogue of the scriptures, the living scriptures themselves. And that's in your heart. And you can operate from that. They, a prophet, would push that all day. Talk about a level up. 
Mm. <laughs> Heath, there you go, man. <laughs> Sorry, making a note. Um, you know, it's it's we we've talked about the prophetic and prophets a great deal in this broadcast, and and uh, you know the even as as michael was talking i was i was hearing things you know that i've i've heard recently that you know there are certain believers out there that that, that they will recognize that that jesus himself was was considered a prophet um and and yet they don't believe that you know he he's of god you know that he is part of uh part of the trinity and you know it, i i it's it's interesting that how different perspectives and 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 religious beliefs can differ in so many so many ways, and yet we're all looking at the same source text in reality. And you know we we've concentrated several episodes um, and several segments of episodes to prophetic words to better understanding of prophetic you know we we definitely covered the prophetic in the fivefold because the the prophets are uh one of the the fivefold ministry positions that uh jesus defined and it's it is a as michael said it's a weighty uh a weighty office to hold it is um one that you don't take lightly if you're called into into such a position um and even um you know, when you're not operating in that office and you're still gifted prophetically and you you're you're asked to pray for somebody or to to go speak to somebody and give them a word or to encourage them in this way, there still is such a um a fear of God that comes over you because you don't want to misrepresent the word of God in any way. Um you don't want to 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 try to add to it and take away. And I'll just give you an example. Um, we, we had a moment um, yesterday, actually, Michael and I, and uh, some stuff had happened. I'm not going to give it the, go into the details there, but some stuff happened and Michael was on the phone with me and, and uh, you know, my whole point in, in the first part of that conversation was to kind of encourage him and just kind of support him and be there for him. And, and then as he's getting ready to go and, and evangelize with this, with this uh, group of uh, kids out of uh, divide and, and Woodland park and, and some amazing things that they're doing, you know, right before Michael gets off the phone, he says, Hey, you know, I, I, I hear that you're going to have some words for me that you need to write down. The Lord's very specific with me right now that you need to write down these words and, and you're going to have a bunch of stuff for me later. And my, and of course my first reaction, anytime Michael says, Hey, you're going to have a word for somebody. Cause like, he'll know. And I'm like, but do I, but there was something different yesterday. Um, okay, well, and, and you can ask Michael, like my first reaction is always, do I though? Cause no, I don't Michael. No, <laughs> you're wrong, Michael. Right. And then hear and about like a minute hear about a minute later than here it comes, but there was something different yesterday. And, and, and as I was engaging with the Holy spirit and really listening for what was being spoken to me and, and being honest with, you know, everything that was there. Cause again, I, I have that fear of the Lord. Anytime I'm receiving from him something to say or something to give to somebody. And there was, 
I, I don't remember how many specific there was like what eight or ten of them something like that I don't know there was a there was a list of things it wasn't just like one or two words there were several of them and and I remember Michael and I were talking about it this morning there was one specifically where I I felt personally that the words that I had written out were not adequate to try to explain what was going on but in that moment. I could not add to the word and I could not take away and change the words that I had originally written down. Like there was the Holy Spirit would not let me modify anything that I had typed out in that moment. And, and I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you really are um, held at a different level of accountability because you are speaking um, and representing uh, the Holy Spirit or God or, or even, you know, Jesus or what, whatever in that moment, or maybe all three of them, um, you're, you're speaking their word, their heart, their, their thing on a specific matter. And it's important to, to recognize the weight that comes with having that responsibility of giving a word to somebody, whether, like I said, as a prayer or encouragement or whatever. And, and the fact that we can't, it's not our place to add to a word or to take away from a word. Um, and the same thing with scripture, it's not our place to add to it or take away from it. We're, we're to teach what's there. We're to learn what's there. And, you know, obviously we're going to get connections and things we're going to see with the Holy spirit and partnership with him um, as, as we read, but um, there there is such a weight when anything prophetic is happening and a, and a, and a responsibility um, that, that sometimes is hard, I think, to describe. And so I, I guess I just wanted to give some some kind of extra um, some information as, as we're talking about prophets and, and just um, the, the whole um, responsibility that that is there and existing when we're talking about anybody who's who's saying I'm I'm a prophet, you know, and, and when we look at biblical examples, you know, even the things that took place in their lives, the the trials and things that they had to go through, the 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 molding and the shaping that they had to go through, the things so they had to give F. up. Yeah. You know, right. and, and, and like Michael said, you know, even even to the point of 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 death, um, there there is a a kind of heavier set of baggage that comes along with that word. And so when Paul's using it here, um, again, you know, referencing these amazing voices uh, for the Lord in their time, um, and, and even you know someone like John the Baptist who who was again, more of a, I think of him more of a herald at times than I do like an actual prophet. But again, um, the label is still very fitting for John the Baptist, but again, talking about things that are to come and, and having the personal conviction to not stray from what, from what the Lord has given him and told him to speak and told him to do to where he's in jail and he's going before, um, you know, his, his trials and tribulations because he was being honest and being true to what God had asked of him and told him to speak. So, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot with this word that we could, you know, and, and like I said, we've spent time and, and episodes on before just on the prophetic. So let's just conclude with uh, just recapturing what we read uh, at a zoomed out level, Paul, a 
bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in, within, in the Holy Scriptures. Amen. For today, two yeah. verses today. Wow. <laughs> That's fast. Scorching <laughs> <laughs> hot pace here. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, like we said, guys, this we we're gonna try to do the same study that we did through Jude and and give you that discipleship um, breakdown and and the uh, digging into the word and seeing the interconnectivities and and looking at some of those things because again, we do not take lightly what what God has asked us to do with this series and um, I I don't want you to be uh, frustrated or discouraged because we're not you know like smoking through all the 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 verses here that we're we're actually taking time in this systematic theology breakdown of this study in romans and yeah so, yeah that this this show is not for you <laughs> <laughs> right we, we love right. we love all of our brothers and sisters in christ but if you want a fast study i'm sorry i'm incapable of going fast in the bible uh and that's not a mental thing uh, the Lord will have me plant and I can, um, I've read the Bible all the way through, but I, I do not do yearly <laughs> plans or half a year plans or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, I, the Lord will force me to slow down every single time. <laughs> so yeah, blame Jesus. Well, and as we, we talked as we talked about, we were concluding the Jude series. You know, the other thing is, is that you can go through a a, a a book and you can break it down like we did with Jude, like we're doing with Romans. And you get all kinds of revelation. You get all kinds of new things out of it. And you come back to that same book later and you do another study just like you did the first time. And you're going to get a completely different thing out of it. And, right. and so it's, it's nearly impossible for us to to know that as we're going through here um, with how, you know, we're experiencing the Bible, how the Holy Spirit's walking us through and forcing us to slow down and to see these interconnections and how the Bible's alive. And you can see things, you know, here that are, are there and they're in this other place and how everything is, is all together meshed together in this, this living, breathing document. And it, it, it really is um, impossible to just like fly through and give you the, the message that, that God wants to deliver through the series. So um, bear with us through it and, and know that <clears throat> we're going to do our best to make sure that you're getting um, the level, the powering up, the leveling up that we're talking about here at the beginning of this uh uh, series, you know, this, this intro episode. So I guess with that, Michael, any final, final thoughts? Jesus is comprehensive and loves you. He's not afraid of you using your brain. Um, welcome into the full gospel. He, he is not a new Testament God and kind of an old Testament God. He's the fulfillment. <clears throat> Uh, he's the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. And so we're looking forward to experiencing that 
in the book of Romans, which is a fulfillment gospel book. Uh, fulfillment in power, signs, wonders, miracles, theology. We're looking at a full gospel here. That's another reason why we wanted to bring this to you in this season. We need a full gospel. We do not need a New Testament Jesus. I mean, I love New Testament Jesus, and people are there with him right now. And he said of himself, I am a fulfillment. I am the fulfillment. So, so he is full, and he is fill and he will fulfill you and he is the alpha and omega there's he's the same god of the old testament and uh he is the fulfillment of the old testament the law and the prophets so i uh, just want to be just want to talk about him you know out loud he said uh if you deny me you know on earth if you if you are ashamed of my name in front of men on earth i'll be ashamed of your name in front of my father in heaven I'll be ashamed of your name. So we're not ashamed of his name here. Uh, we'll, we'll quote uh, Romans 1.16, at least half of it. I sometimes forget the last half. I'm not a cool um, Calvinist. It seems like the Calvinists really know that one. Uh, I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power unto salvation. Yes, we'll stop there. I'm unashamed of it. So there we go. All right. Well, and you know, as we we go through this series, we're gonna we're gonna come across some some popular one-liners and some inspirational things that people have pulled out of Romans, and and I'm and I've already been hearing those in my head, and and so yeah, we're gonna talk about those. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot in this series, and and know that we're not uh, we're not taking it lightly, and and we're not uh, facing this with any kind of you know fear or trepidation or. You know, oh my land! This is going to be a long series or anything like that. We're we're really just wanting to. <laughs> I'm to so honor, excited about it. Really. Yeah, we're 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 just wanting to honor God and and what He's asked us to do and and so yeah, I I, I hope that by the time this is all done and and even as we're going through that you guys are getting um, things out that you need and and that that you're going to experience that that power up and, and level up that we were talking about as, as we go through this series. And, and I believe that's going to happen. And, and, and while we're talking about, um, things that, that we believe are going to happen, you know, I, I really am thankful for each and every one of our listeners and viewers. And, and I know that we've, we continue to have people tune in that, that don't have a relationship with the Lord in any way. And, this this opportunity that you're you're being extended right now is is probably my my favorite thing that we do in this ministry um because because it is it's it's an opportunity for you to make a choice um you know we talked about choices earlier and and how you how you come to the lord and and we know that oftentimes people come to god and and make that choice when their life's crashing down around them and when they're um, they're desperate and they don't have anywhere else to turn and, and that's fine. Um, but we also want to talk to those that, you know, their lives are, are going all right, but they could have some improvements because, you know, the choice to follow Jesus, um, can improve many things in your life and change many things in your life, um, for the better as you're pursuing that relationship with him. So we want to offer you the opportunity to have that personal relationship with Jesus and um, if today is your day, we're not going to ask anything, you know, crazy of you. 
we're just going to ask you to, to partner with us in a prayer with you. We're going to pray with you. Um, you don't have to, to stand and be highlighted somewhere. You don't have to, you know, hold a sign or anything like that. We're just going to, wherever you're at, whether you're, you're driving or you're in your room or you're um, on a treadmill or, you know, wherever you're at, um, we're just going to ask you to pray this prayer with us. So unless you're driving, uh, bow your head and close your eyes and just repeat this simple prayer after me. And we're just going to say, Dear God. Dear God. I know that I've sinned. I know I've sinned. But I believe. I believe. That Jesus died in my place. Jesus, you died in my place. And God, you raised him from the dead. God, you raised Jesus from the dead. And Jesus, I confess. And Jesus, I confess. That you are Lord. You are Lord. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash away my sins. And give me the power to follow you. Give me, please, the power to follow you. Amen. And that's really all there is, guys. That simple prayer. If you said that simple prayer today, we believe you were born again. We'd love to share in that with you. We'd love to celebrate that with you. As a matter of fact, right now, if you made that choice, there is a party going on in heaven. Uh, the Bible tells us that just for every person that does that, there's a huge party. Um, there's such a celebration for that decision. And you need to let somebody know. And if you don't have anybody that you can share that with, you can write us at prayer at rmr.live. We'd be happy to celebrate with you and welcome you to the family. And I've got some things I can send you. And and uh, just again, as to kind of a welcome gift. And and the next step, of course, after that is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church. Because again, you made that decision. So we want to we want to partner with you to in that walk to stay the course and to not be distracted and... and um, have that decision disrupted by anything from the enemy there we want to we want to make sure that you are partnering in a kingdom mindset that your your decision is going to be one that lasts that that guides you into eternity with uh with the lord and so um yeah with that um I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And, and as a reminder, if you if you liked this this teaching and you like the content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, because sharing is caring, guys. And um, you know, I, I, I'm going to actually I think close a little different today than what we normally do. Um, you guys, you guys know all the stuff. It's going to be down below. Um, and in the show description, it's going to all pop up some stuff on the screen as we're talking here. But um, I really just feel feel pressed of the importance of the decisions that people are making and things that we're allowing into our lives, the things that we're, uh, we're facing. And, and, you know, I don't want anybody to ever think that they're alone or that they're they're not. Uh, worth something you know this this month uh, people are talking about mental health uh, there's a mental health awareness campaign going on again and we've talked about mental health um, on Rocky Mountain Five Radio and Waymaker multiple times and the importance of that and no matter what you're struggling with no matter what you've done in your life no matter where you're at you know you're not alone 
God hasn't abandoned you, even if that's what you believe or that's what you think based on your experiences or whatever. I can tell you from a a factual basis, that's just not true. Um, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that, that he loves you more than you know, and you believe that he does and that you are valued uh, by him and you are valued in the kingdom. And and so um, I, I know that there are some, some folks right now too, that are facing some, some extremely serious and scary health conditions. I I've got several people in my, in my circle of influence that are facing off with cancer right now. And, and so I'm, I'm asking our listening audience to, to partner with us in prayer for, for, for anybody battling cancer. That's a, a horrendous attack from the enemy. Um, and, and it's, and that's, that is what it is. It is a, an attack straight from the pit of hell. And so we, we come against those attacks of cancer and, and we believe that Jesus is the ultimate healer and we believe there is healing in Jesus. And, and so, um, you know, if you're facing something scary, if you're facing, you know, uh, mental health issues, you're facing, you know, you're suffering from suicidal tendencies, I can tell you that that God is good and he heals and he can deliver you through all those things. And, you know, you can... If you don't know, you can go back and you can watch the couple episodes that we did on mental health. Um, one of those, particularly my story and my struggle with suicide, because I can tell you, God, God is is faithful and God is incredible and and has led me through and saved me from all kinds of things and then completely healed me of of my mental health struggles and has healed. Um, you know, liver disease and back pain, and we've seen so many things in in our personal walk with the Lord where he's used us to, to intervene and pray for people and we've seen healing in them and you know if you've watched for a while you know that we've had Donna Wilcox on the show and she was healed her back was healed and and so I, I just really I want to encourage you guys that no matter what's going on whether it's a financial struggle a family struggle you've got I know there are parents out there that have prodigal kids and we're praying for the return of those you know, you've got health issues or, or whatever it may be. You're not alone. Um, the Lord is sitting right there with you in whatever you're facing. And he's waiting for you to just call on him um, because there's power in, in calling out for his name and to, to accepting him in through this salvation prayer altar call that we just did, that offer we extended you. And, and so um, I just want to encourage those that are struggling. And I know there's quite a few and I'm not going to. Um, I'm not being led to call out some specifics. I'm just going to leave it at the generalities that, um, you know, we're, we're praying for you. And, and, and again, if there's um, things that you need for prayer for, please write us, you know, prayer at, at rmr.live. We'd love to pray with you and for you and and just stand together with you because that's part of what our faith is about, guys, is walking together um, in, in community. And, and if you don't have that where you're at, then, then you've got that here with us. And, and I just want to encourage you to, to utilize us for that, to, to reach out for prayer and, um, you know, maybe resources that we can help you find in your area. And I guess the final thing I want to note on here before I close out is, you know, again, just thank you everybody for tuning in. And, 
you know, this is a, a global ministry thanks to you guys, to our listeners and our viewers and our podcast listeners of continually just surprised us when I pull analytics on Mondays at, at what you guys are doing and, and where you're listening from. And we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that. And, and, and uh, we honor your, your choice and decision to spend time with us and spend time with us in the word and the Lord every week. And so we just thank you for that. And of course, you know, uh, the last thing I'm going to do and, and we'll sign off, you know, nobody, nobody likes talking about money, but again, it's one thing in a ministry that we kind of all have to talk about. And so um, if this ministry has blessed you in any way, we encourage you to, to prayerfully consider, um, you know, sowing a seed into this ministry, because as we've talked about before, it is a good soil to sow into, uh, you know, it, not just because of our partnerships and us being led to donate and to, to share in our donations with other ministries and other groups that we believe in that the Holy Spirit's guiding us to. But, you know, we as a ministry do have expenses as well. And so, um, you know, again, there are going to be links uh, down below in the show description. There are going to be some on the screen. Um, I'll pop up some stuff there as well. You can go to the website. Um, uh, but again, you know, all donations are going to cover hosting fees, software equipment, and, and again, those partnerships and ministry opportunities that the Lord has for us to, you know, whether it to be to bless somebody with, uh, you know, a back-to-work uniform or some groceries or whether it's to support another ministry that's doing something else that we're not able to, but we can help financially support them or to, you know, even some of our previous guests through the Tithely app, guys, we do have links in there where you can specify where you want your donation to go to. So if you, you want to give to the ministry and you know, hey, I want to help bring some new equipment or software so that we can go live, um, you know, you can you can tag those funds for that specifically if you realize you know hey that we've had donna on a couple times you love um the groups that she's partnered with and the things that god's doing with and through her and you want to give to her ministry great you can tag donna in that we'll make sure that she gets those the same thing with with mark and 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 uh you know steve and some of the other guests that we've had on uh those are all flaggable in there as well and so um again we, we also understand that things are tight everywhere else, but we also know that just as things are tight in our lives, we're still honoring the Lord with our tithing and our giving um, as the Holy Spirit's directing us. And so we would ask that, again, you know, you consider this, this is good ground to sow a seed into. Um, so, yeah, with that, guys. Um, remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug yourself into groups and discipleship opportunities where you can. Serve in any way you can. And we thank you for joining us. We hope you guys have a great week. And as always, be blessed. <laughs>